Well, I believe we'd have to agree with the song. This world is like a wilderness, isn't it? It's making us homesick. Man, them lights are looking brighter all the time. We're, we're ready for some deliverance. Amen. Anybody been afflicted? Anybody been persecuted? Anybody, amen, warned against the devil and the spirit of iniquity and the powers of the enemy? Man, those things will cause us to want to go home. Amen. They want us to be a part, amen, and leave this place. And I understand there's some things such as loved ones and friends and neighbors, but you know what? The trump of God's going to sound one day, and we've got to be ready to go. Man, we won't have time. We won't have time to go to no dressing rooms. We won't have any time. It could be on a night just like tonight, amen, that the Lord decides to come and to take us home. I want to be prepared, and I know you do too, amen. Psalms 129, uh, this psalm is actually God's righteous power, and it, it falls really in line with song of what we just sung about to at least a certain degree, and uh, uh, it, it's a good psalm, it's a good chapter, it's something that I hope before we leave here tonight that we allow it to be a part of our heart, our mind, and spirit, amen, because there's a lot of comfort, a lot of encouragement in this particular chapter, when you read this psalms or sing it, ever how you choose to do it, I leave that up to you. And uh, but the effects are the same when you really get the message of what's going to happen and what's going to be the outcome. How many of you believe the church is going to be victorious? Hallelujah! How many of you believe that the nation of Israel is going to be victorious? Hallelujah! And so, with those two understandings, Hallelujah! That's the reason we're going to stay in the church. I can't be a natural Jew, and amen, but I am a spiritual Jew. Hallelujah. And I want to be a part of what he's got for the spiritual Jews and as the bride. Amen. I want to be a part of that and attain that, receive that. And so, amen, we want to see that happen. So we understand as God is a righteous judge and judgment is going to come and justice is going to happen. So if we stay with him, everything else is going to work out. Amen. All right. Let's read the first verse. Many a times have they afflicted me. From my youth, may Israel now say. Second verse kind of goes in the same line. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against us. I hadn't backslid. I hadn't fell out yet. I've had my ups and downs and trials and tribulations. But you know what? The devil hadn't won yet. And you know what? The devil's not going to win. This song, and you sing the rest of it, or read the rest of it. Hallelujah. The devil's a loser. How I said, the devil is a loser. The spirit of iniquity is a loser. The spirit of the world is a loser. Bad attitudes and bad spirits are losers. Only thing that's going up, amen, is those that got faith in Jesus Christ and the promises, amen. I'm coming back after church has made herself ready. And I can't make myself ready, but there's one inside of me that's going to help me get myself ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm on the wedding side tonight. I'm not down about it. I'm not depressed about it. I'm not wondering about it. I'm not second guessing it or second question about it. Not all the corona that wants to come and every devil that wants to come. But I firmly extend and grant us all the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And even all this Wednesday night. Ha! We're going up and we're going to be victorious. Smoke that devil. I tell you, God is alive and well. He ain't got no sniffles. 
He's not depressed. He's not worried about what he's going to do tomorrow. Babe, he's already got him baptized. Do what you want to. It's Wednesday night. It's a good night to get the Holy Ghost. Good night to be healed. It's good night to let God just be God. Because he's going to be God with you or without you. Like the devil. He's going to be a devil with you or without you. My plan is he's going to be without me. I'm on God's side. Amen. God bless you. Let's pray. God, we love you. Appreciate you tonight. So thankful for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy, and your faithfulness. If As you move in this house tonight, help us. Help us, God, here tonight. Move upon us. Nobody can move upon us like you can. Nobody can touch us like you can touch us. Bless and heal and work among us. Unite us together as your people. Encouraging one another, uplifting one another. That we will leave this house different than what we came. Pleasing you and honoring you. And being a servant of yours. Do the work here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you and you may be seated. Praise God, praise God. Before we get started, let me say... Let's remember Brother Dylan and the family. I know most of you probably know Sister Dylan passed away this morning. And uh, they need our prayers. Need them lift them up. The hand of God, the word, the angelic host, the church body. All that would pull together. Amen. At a time in their lives. A season in their lives. And that season's actually in one sense a little early. But nobody never knows, do we? And so let's pray for them and ask God to be with them. As far as I understand, the wake will be at the lighthouse Friday night and the funeral Saturday at the lighthouse. Okay, at 11 o'clock. Uh, they have requested, if any of you would like to help prepare food, it would be appreciated. We're going to carry it to the lighthouse. And uh, maybe Sister Joyce, you can maybe just call and get somebody over there and uh, kind of get that line. We want to help. I want to help. I want to come. These, these kind of acts go a long way. I've been told right before service, the sister Moore told me that the funeral has been taken care of. So that's, you know, don't, maybe you thought in that direction. But, but from what we understand, it's already been taken care of. And so let's pray and just ask God to be with them. Also, also and uh, let's mis- uh, remember our missionary, Brother Ojo. He's uh, in the hospital, I assume still tonight, with fever. Uh, sickness and he needs a touch from God and so if you don't mind join with us in praying for him yeah, there's there's a lot of people depend on him a lot of children and things of that nature now God knows all this but you know what sometimes it could be the request of the church man and how we respond to these kind of circumstances and situations what could be the real outcome of it and so as we earnestly seek him and ask him to reach down and touch him. I believe he can just, you know, remove that fever and he can go home. Man, before this service is over. I don't care if he is in Africa. <laughs> you see, God's not limited by the sea. <laughs> he created Africa too. And uh, he, he knows all about what's going on over there. And, uh, you know, black don't mean nothing to him. It really doesn't. Praise God. You tell me what the color of her soul is. 
And uh, you can t tell me when you get cut what color comes out. <laughs> so anyway, so we're all living souls and we're trying to make heaven. That's our heartbeat desire. So I, I wanted to make, uh, ask you just to help us and join with us in prayer with, with these individuals. That God would just smilingly be with them and keep them. All right, Psalms 129. Uh, good, good Psalms. It really is. I don't know how well... <laughs> I'm going to do because probably really going to try to cover way too much because many a time have they afflicted me from my youth from the very beginning. Actually, right out of the garden and, and right on to what God's. And here, here's the bottom line of all that when you really begin to look at this because uh, Hosea 11 1 helps us to know that whenever he talks about Israel, Israel is God's chosen people. Hosea 11 1 puts it this way. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. Are you thankful tonight for the call that's been placed in your life? You're thankful tonight to be among the call. Amen. I thought about when Brother Ford was talking about the king. Hallelujah. And how he made the statement that the heathen king, if he had not called you, it didn't give you a right. But I'm thankful tonight that our king has made a call. That whosoever will, let him come. Hallelujah. Because I got a scepter of righteousness that can deliver, that can change, that can transform. Hallelujah. So I'm glad we got a king that's full of compassion and grace and mercy. And long suffering because not only did I need that grace and mercy one time, but many times in my life of approaching him and crying out to him. And so true that is even tonight. Hallelujah for the goodness and grace and mercy of the Lord. And with this assurance, amen, as we look at this particular, particular Psalms here tonight, we have the comfort and the assurance that unbelievers just simply don't have. We have the hope that unbelievers simply don't have. But as a believer in the house tonight and a believer in the world, of God and a believer of a disciple of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But I'll tell you what, we really don't have a whole lot to fret and worry about. The afflictions are going to come. It's kind of like a man that Jesus taught us. He said a wise man's going to do what? He's going to dig down and build upon a rock. And unwise is going to dig on himself a build upon the sand. But guess what? The storm's going to come to both. The storm Sally came in, amen, today on this Gulf Shore. Hallelujah. You know what? It didn't matter if it was church buildings or, 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 or honky tonk. It didn't matter if it was a or a lot. Hallelujah. Didn't matter if it was a power plant. Didn't make any difference. The storm had the same effect on every one of them. Woo, come on now. They couldn't get out of the path of the storm. And neither can you and I. As we cast our lot with Jesus Christ and begin to walk with him in the gospel, there's a certain amount of fiction going to come on that account. We're going to suffer for his namesake. We're going to suffer for, suffer for righteous sake. We're going to suffer, amen, to live a holy and a godly life in this world. You know what? We ought not be ashamed about that. Right, right. Neither should we mumble or complain. Hallelujah, to live a godly, upright life, a separated, called out life. And I'm glad it goes further than just the outward appearance. But that call goes for the heart. That call goes for the mind. A mind that you and I have to protect. A mind that you and I have to guard. A mind, amen, I'm telling you it's a sound mind. Spirit of a sound mind. A healthy mind. But I'm going to tell you the enemy's out to destroy the minds of humanity tonight. And it don't make him any difference if you don't belong to the church. It, doesn't, it don't make him any difference if it don't matter if you're fourth or fifth or sixth Pentecostal either. It don't make him any difference what your last name is on this earth. He's out to destroy your mind. And it doesn't matter how much education you got or how little you got. He's out to destroy your mind. He's out to affect you. And there's as much of a fiction on the mind tonight as it is the bodies. And I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time that we need some old-fashioned movements of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, to heal our minds. Hallelujah, because our minds are so distracted. We can't only take a couple of hours in the day, hallelujah, to set aside for God, to hear His Word, to love Him, to worship Him without distractions. There's so many things pulling at us and drawing at us. 
But I think for tonight I'm on a pathway that I can be assured of. It's straight and narrow, but there's one thing about it. At the end of this journey, there's a promise waiting on me. And I know I got one that's pulling at me. I know you got one that's pulling at you. And he's pulling at you anyway and every way he possibly can. But I think for tonight in the midst of all of them afflictions, hallelujah, the second verse, hallelujah, made it loud and clear to us. But he has not been able to prevail. His strength and powers and tricks and snares and all those things has not been out of the power amen, to get me off the road and get me out of the pathway and out of the way. I bet tonight there's something on the inside of me that can sustain me and hold me and keep me when everything else seems to be sick and sand. The love of God, the Holy Ghost, the truth of the Lord, alive in us, behold us. Seems like the rest of the world is tumbling out from under us. This walk with Jesus, this relationship, this companionship that you and I have to work on every day. Oh, yeah. Because the devil's doing everything he can to rob you of that companionship with God. And you know how he does that? Through the members of the church. Through your buddies, through your friends, through your neighbors. Through what incident that he possibly can. Because a little ism and a schism. It don't make him any difference. He just wants to call turmoil. He just wants to cause trouble. That's all he knows. He don't know anything else. Because he's a devil. He's a murderer. He's a thief. That's all he is. And that's all he wants to do. So he's going he's gonna, to you know, make those things magnified. He's going to make them real big. Hallelujah. But I'm glad tonight to be a part of a church. Hallelujah. That loves God and loves one another. And cares about one another. And praying for one another. Hallelujah. Reaching out to one another. Hallelujah. To make it to the other side. Hallelujah. If you're trying to swim the river. I wouldn't come by you in a boat. Amen. Or hand you a rock. I don't need your kind of help, buddy. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you hand me a rock, I hope it's shallow enough I can get my feet under me. Because <laughs> I'm going to put that rock back in there with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, praise God. Nah. Bible says what? Evil for evil, railing for railing. No, hallelujah. I tell you what, if God allows the devil to hand me a rock, you know what? That rock will be big enough I can put it down to stand on it. That rock will be Christ. That rock will lift me above the waves every single time. It's not a helping hand to maybe about this God. He's not wondering and wondering what he's going to do tomorrow. He's already got it back that way. You and I don't know, but God's got it. That's the reason the Bible calls him the author and finisher. tonight we begin to watch at different events things that happen again you can go to Hosea again in the second chapter 15 verse I'm just going to touch a few things here to help us to just get a little idea about afflictions and man there's a pile of them there's a there's abundance of them when you really be talk about even Israel and after she became a nation and that's what happened man she became a nation and uh, we, we see that in the word of God. But even with Hosea here, 2 and 15, I would give her her vineyards from thence. And what's the next statement? In the valley of Achor, for a door of hope. Now, if you go back and look at the valley of Achor, actually, this was the time when you go to Joshua, the seventh chapter. This is a place where Joshua and them found themselves in trouble. 
amen, because of a man by the name of Achan that decided in Jericho to pick up some golden wedges and, and silver and some Babylonian garments that he was accursed and wasn't supposed to. And so it's in this valley that they take Achan, amen, and they stone him and his family. So, but watch now, hallelujah, because they had lost some 36 men, hallelujah, just prior to this and seeing it enter the camp. But even in this valley of Acorn, hallelujah, God was going to give them some hope because now that they had taken care of sin, hey, I still believe, amen, if you'll take care of sin, God will take care of the devil. If you'll take care of sin, God will fight your battles. If you'll take care of sin, God will come on your side and help you out. That don't exempt you from the afflictions, but it gives you the promise, amen, without wavering doubt. I'm going to survive. I'm going to make the journey. Hallelujah. I know it's sometimes we look around and say, this is more than I can bear. Don't let that come out of your lips. Don't say, it may be more than you can bear, but not more than what your God can bear. The God of your life, the God of your soul, the God of your spirit, the God of your mind. Hallelujah. God big man has given you an equipment. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, to put on the whole armor of God. And if you put on the whole armor of God in the evil day, and when you're done, all you do to stand, just stand. God will. It won't be a maybe about it. I tell you, God will come to your rescue. Praise God. So as we, we watch some of this uh, really begin to unfold and things begin to transpire and uh, different, different things. And I, I'm going to go back and forth just a little bit here, if you don't mind. Um, you can look at Moses and the, the meekest man on the face of the earth that was called out by the Lord out of a burning bush and called him to a mission. Now, why, why did this come about? That we know that they was in the land of Egypt. And uh, I'm going to go back and preach a message sometime. Uh, the quote of the scriptures there in Genesis with Jacob. When Jacob heard about Joseph and that Joseph was alive, he didn't believe it to start with. He didn't want to accept it. He didn't want to believe it. But after those, those wagons come in, hallelujah, and he began to see. But God spoke to, to Jacob and told him. He said, I'm going to send you to Goshen. I'm going to send you to Egypt. And it's there. It's there that you read where God tells Jacob that the God of Abraham and Isaac, hallelujah, is going to make a nation called Israel out of that episode and out of those afflictions. He had suffered right along with Job just now some 20 years with a son that he thought was dead. A son, hallelujah that God could have done gave him a dream before these 20 years. Come on now. Let's don't get mad at God because he don't show up when we want him to show up. God's got a season and God's got a time. He's God. He's the one that's formed us and shaped us. As Brother Ford done said, I've been bought with a prize. I don't belong myself anyway. It's not about my name. It's not about my reputation. It's about his name and his kingdom and his reputation. It's not about mine. If I just keep me out of way, God will take care of everything. Else. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all the other things will be added. So here, we can see where they became that nation. And then the Bible talks about that, that Joseph dies and all that his generation, and those that's with him, and the king rose up and knew not Joseph. And, and so there we see that the Israelites found themselves in bondage. And the Bible puts it this way in Exodus. And he begins to talk about it. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasured cities. And the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. You know why? Because the king looked around and said, you know what? 
Well, this, this bunch of Israelites, this bunch of Hebrew guys, they multiplying. They're growing. Their boys look a whole lot bigger and a lot stronger than our boys. Those girls, amen, they may be girls, but that's some strapping girls right there. I'm telling you right now, they can produce some hallelujah out in the middle of the field while they're picking beans. Well, something like that maybe anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Sister Forward, amen. She told me she's picking beans with one of these and went that in and had it the next morning or something of that nature. And it was pretty close. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, it's not impossible. <laughs> Hallelujah. But 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 uh, anyway, they was they was tough, buddy. Hallelujah. So the king come up with the idea, hey, we're gonna shut them down. We're gonna stop this stuff. We're gonna get some midwives. And said, and they told him, said, hey, before we can get there, I said, buddy, they done spit them out. They done got them on a the bottle, they done eat meat before we even show up. When God's in it. When God's in it. Hallelujah. Says, Terry, when God's in it, you don't worry about it. If it's a boy or girl, you don't worry about it. God's in it. Hallelujah. Never started if God wasn't in it. And you know what? God's already got it mapped up. And you know what? He's going to watch us and see how we handled it. Hallelujah. Because you know what? With afflictions or without afflictions, we're going to handle it. With God's grace and mercy riding with us, we'll come through every time. Now, you watch this. The same storm came in on every building down and on every family down. But everybody's not going to handle it the same. Some's going to be shooting up tonight. Some's going to be getting drunk tonight. Some of some of them saying, uh, hey, come on, let's get up in the morning. We're going to start cleaning up. We're going to start rebuilding. God's with us, and God's going to help us, and God's going to bless us. And we're going to build the city back, and we're going to build the buildings back, and we're going to get the flood water out of here. And I'm telling you, the same way living for God and walking for God in the spiritual realm, you and I got to do the same thing. We're not going to be a bunch of nothing but a bunch of sissies and pushovers. The devil will just blow us around. False doctrine, false teachers, false prophets, ungodly people. I got some New Testament for it. I just hang on. So, so, so here we are. We, we got to have our minds made up. And so even at, uh, Moses, we, we can go to time in the 32nd chapter. You can read about the golden calf there and Aaron. How, how the, these people, amen, that had been in bondage for 430 years, but they couldn't even wait 40 days for the man of God to get back. Hmm. We, we live in, we, you know, we're living in a world that's very, very, not, not very patient. Really, they're not, not very patient with things. And so, but you know what? That didn't just happen. Hey, this was a long time ago. But they couldn't wait, so they persuaded Aaron. And they made, you know the story, how that he fashioned, and he talks about, he lied about it. He told Moses he didn't, but what the Bible says, he fashioned it. He took the gold off of their ears and, and off of their, their bodies and threw it in the pot, and he fashioned with a tool and golden calves. And we saw, see this spirit keep popping up, too. You know what? It's still alive today. There's a lot of people sacrificing to devils. They go beside themselves and spend all their God and justify it. Hallelujah. Just try to make their little bambinos. Hallelujah. Heroes and, and great things hallelujah but they won't bring them to the house of God and they won't be before them bending their knees and calling on the one called Jesus Christ they'd rather take his name in vain and try to act like they're somebody and big and body and bad I'm going to tell you something I'm certain a God tonight could take the breath out of my lungs in the very next second and I'd fall on this floor and I wouldn't be nothing but dead meat no flesh and that's all I'd be hallelujah regardless of what I've been who's ever going to be God could take it away any moment any time he wants to but God you kept us because we're on a pathway with the assurance that the enemy is not going to prevail. I believe that tonight. I said, I believe that in the church. I believe, amen, the enemy's not going to prevail. He's not going to beat us. You know what the Bible says? He only devours them that will let. You resist him. You war against him. You don't listen to those spirits. 
You don't let them all fleshly spirits. Oh, I want to be careful here, but. <laughs> you know, I thank God for technology. I thank God for the, all the advancements we're making in health departments. All the education departments. I thank God for all that. But God have mercy on us. When we'll, we'll drive two and a half, three hours, four hours. To take them to see supposedly some specialists. But we come to the house of God. Come on now. And if it don't start the very second you think it ought to start. Or if you can't get here for prayer time. And you can't do it. And it's not five minutes away. You, you, you measure that. You see what I'm saying? Our actions. Because we're in a way. And I'm telling you the devil is doing everything he possibly can. To get us on a side road. Get us, to get us messed up in something. And you know what? He's starting with these little babies right here. Already. That's the reason they need the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, they need the Holy Ghost. They're in a world tonight, I'm telling you, without the Holy Ghost, they don't have a chance. Without the Holy Ghost, they're going to be so messed up and so confused. Right the opposite of what this scripture is telling us tonight. Amen. And, and I'm, I'm going to try to, not to be lengthy here, but at the same time, I'm going to try to do my best to cover this. Afflictions, amen, when you really look at the affliction or the term affliction, usually in the Hebrew, one is depressed. Amen. Most of the time when it's used in the Hebrew, it's likened unto being depressed. In the Greek, it's likened unto being pressured. Hallelujah. Under pressure. So, you know, man, you start putting these combinations together, being depressed and under pressure. Anybody feel like you're under pressure? Anybody under pressure tonight? You feel like you're being pushed from Dan to Bathsheba. Feel like you got to get up in the morning time too early and you want to get up. Got to get on the highways and the byways and got to do this and got to do that. Got to. We got to. We got to. What you doing? Well, I got to. Okay. Hallelujah. Uh, boy, y'all looking at me now. <laughs> the Greek words usually, if it was, were literally rendered to a man to have iniquity. The spirit of iniquity. Now, watch this. I, I was listening to a guy just the other day, and he's talking about a serial killer. Amen. And, and, and how vile and wicked, wicked he was, even though he didn't want to admit it. But, but he made a statement at the end of the little deal about it. He said, I'm going to tell you something about a serial killer. He said, he's going to kill him. He said, it gets in him. He said, it gets in his mind. It gets in his blood. It gets in his spirit. He said he's going to kill. That, that place of, of taking life. That place of, amen, of sitting there. Said, said the, the one thing, amen, that you you, you got to take him out. Said, that's really the only thing that's going to transform him. Now, you know, he ain't talking about God and the church. He's just talking about with man and man's resources and things of that nature. I, I had a, a guy come in the hardware store the other day and talking about some of these events that's been going on. And some of that enchantment done, but they done up in that hospital. When they was up there screaming and hollering about them policemen ought to die. This gentleman said they ought to went out and shot every one of them. Oh, Lord, help us here now. Heart conditions, folks, heart conditions. Hallelujah. But you know what? If we can walk in there, and if they were willing to hear it, there is a Savior, hallelujah, that can deliver all of them. That can heal the policemen. That can heal those that's in the, out, in the, out, in the, out in the halls that's doing their enchantments and all that other mess. Hallelujah. But you know what? Here's the problem. Man really is not turning to God and the ways of God. We want to do it our way. We want to do it in our times and our seasons. We want our religions. We want our way of doing things. But I'm thankful tonight, hallelujah, that we're on a straight and narrow path pathway and we own 
the way. And we talked about that not too many days, nights ago, didn't we? And I'm glad to be on the way because if I stay on the way, the way, the way is going to be victorious. It doesn't matter if I've taken out here with a heart attack. It don't make a, if I have a head-on collision. It don't matter if I don't make it through tonight. And if I'll just stay with it, our God allows me to live another 25 years. God's got all those 25 years already mapped out and worked out. The only hope for my grandbabies is for me to stay faithful and committed to God and do everything I can to store up and lay up and buy low prayers for them that God could pour out when I'm dead and gone. You tell me what other God's going to do that. You tell me what other being, what other, what other official, anybody else is going to do that. Can't do it. God can. God can. What a, what a responsibility it's on us. Try to try to help them. It goes on from that. It said, man, it talks about suffering. When you, when you talk about that and having iniquity, suffering. The last word expresses its meaning is common use. The English word comes from the Latin afflictus, uh, I believe is how you pronounce it. A striking as one thing against another. Pain, grief, distress of the body or mind. You know, Paul in one place likened to himself mortifying the deeds in his body. And one translation put it this way. Beating himself black. Keeping himself under subjection. But yet there is an enemy that's out there. And it don't make him any difference what vessel he uses. Amen. With words and actions and deeds. Hallelujah. To attack your mind. And attack your heart. And attack your spirit. Hallelujah. Don't make any difference. But I'm glad tonight to know that regardless of the vessel he's using. That I wouldn't be that my, my attack wouldn't be against the vessel. It'd be against the force and the power that's using the vessel. And that's the word okay. That, that's the reason if America wake up and realize. Hallelujah. Quit fighting one another. Because we're not fighting a fleshly battle. We're fighting a spiritual battle. And if they'd wake up and realize and we'd come together as one. Regardless of the color of our skins. And regardless of everything else. And call on this one true God. With earnestness and sincerity and prayer. And I know it's the end time. But we can still have revival in America. Let the rest of the world. Let the Russians and the Chinas and all them. And don't believe in God. And don't want the Bible. Let them have all the other. But why don't we as Americans. It's got a Bible wherever we want to turn. And got an understanding and revelation. A little insight. And the blessings of God in our lives. Because we are heading the right way because we're taking on the mission, the gospel of the all of the world, the truth of God, the love of God, the power of God. Amen. If we'll stay with this, you know what? God's going to stay with us. And so as you watch this, we can see times of affliction such, amen, as, as for, I'm just touching a few here, okay? There's no way we could have touched everything. But anyway, just give you a couple examples. Look at Leah. Amen. In Genesis 29 and 31. The Bible says that Leah was hated. Amen. Amen. But you know why? You know what? Amen. Because of those afflictions and because she was hated, God opened her womb and gave her Reuben. And surely, this is how she put it, surely the Lord hath looked upon my afflictions. Now for, now therefore, my husband will love me. I gave him a boy. I gave him Reuben. So, so God looked upon And sure enough, hallelujah, you know, you watch, if you study out Leah, you're going to find out she was the most fertile of all of them. Even though she was hated, she gave more than the rest of them. Not only is that, hallelujah, at the end of the journey of Jacob's life, whenever you go to Genesis, 
Genesis 49 and 31, you're going to find there that Leah was buried with Jacob. Or Jacob was carried to be buried with Leah. Hallelujah. He wasn't carried to be buried with Rachel. He was carried to be buried with Leah. The one that was hated. Hallelujah. Amen. The one that was afflicted. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. If you learn how to take the afflictions, especially when those afflictions come for the gospel's sake and for the kingdom's sake. And a lot of times, even other afflictions, it's our response unto them. We'll determine, hallelujah, what the outcome of us as an individual will be. And it doesn't, doesn't make it a difference how those afflictions come or who they come from. They're out for one reason, and that's to destroy you. And that's to take you down. But the promise, amen, that you're going to read in this Psalms of 129, amen, that in, even though there's many afflictions, and even though they've come upon us since our youth, they have not prevailed. They have not gained the victory. They have not got the best of me. I still come in the house of God. I'm still holding on to the Holy Ghost. I'm still going to love God and love truth and be faithful to the kingdom. I can't control everything and everybody around me, but I can control my actions and my response in assurance of knowing God in the midst of my afflictions. I can be the vessel that God's calling me to be in this hour, day, and time. I know we're in a generation that don't want any pain and they don't want any struggles and they don't want no hardships, but I'm telling you, that's God's going to have to change. Go to the drugstore. How many likes feeling weak? How many, how, many, how, many, how many likes to get in a place where, God, I can't do this? But Paul said, in my weakness, is when I've demonstrated and seen the manifestation of God's greatness. It's in my weakness. It's when I couldn't punch the button. It's when I wasn't walking like, man, I've got this thing. Oh, no. And I'm sure there was times in Paul's life that he felt wonderful. When he's among his own. And the enemy. And one peril after another. One on top of the other. But he stayed with it. In the, at the very beginning, he, he, he suffered affliction. The church didn't want to give him the right hand of fellowship. Didn't want to welcome him. And then we get upset because one or two don't shake our hands. They don't look at us or they don't this or they don't recognize. You know what? Only when it really matters, if the Lord recognizes you, don't worry about everybody else. God said, hey, I'll exalt you in season. In due time, I'll exalt you. If you'll do things in secret with a good attitude and a good spirit, I'll take care of the rest of it. I'm going to tell you something. When God gets ready to bless you, nobody can bless you like God can bless you. You know, God's, God's been good to us. Um. You know, sometimes you just got to trust God. You just got to, no matter how it goes and the outcomes and how the cards wind up playing, you just got to back up sometime and say, all right, God, I, I'm, I'm trusting you. I, I believe you're going to work this thing out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you about myself a little bit. Uh, this year, and uh, I don't remember exactly how many thousand I owed on that white truck out there, but I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if you'll bless me, I said, I believe you're going to bless me. I'm going to pay that truck off this year, and I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to do my part. And uh, sure enough, I'm down to about $3,000. Now, I thought a few weeks ago I was going to get that $3,000. <laughs> but it hadn't come through. 
And the devil's doing everything he can. Because see, I'm not buying a tractor until I pay for a truck. I mean, I mean, it's going to be paid for. I'm not going to owe one red cent on that truck or I'm not buying the tractor. Now you do your business like you want to. Me and the Lord's going to do my business like we're going to do it. But you know what? God's blessed me. God's really blessed me. Hallelujah. And things is coming about. And like I said, I'm only $3,000 away. I know them folks. The last time they handed me that receipt, I don't have to pay another note till, see, about two years. I said, oh, no, sweethearts. I'm going to pay that thing off this year. You're wasting your time putting that date down there. I'm not even looking at that. God, don't you even look at that date. Hallelujah. We're going to beat that date by your mercy and grace. And for the glory and the magnifying of your name. And I've done it as nothing but a step of faith. That's not done it at the end of the year. I said, God, by faith, I'm going to step out. I'm going to start asking, believing that you're going to help me pay for that truck this year. And I've told you quite a few thousand dollars. Hallelujah. But God's blessed me. And God's bringing it in. And I know I'm getting a little bump in the road. But you know what? I believe God. I just told God today. I kind of repented and said, God, I'm sorry. Hallelujah. But if they don't want to do their part, guess what? You can raise up somebody else. You can pull somebody else on the seat. If they want to miss that blessing, that serpent. But oh God, you know who really wants it. Now you do without all that what you want to. But I'm telling you, trust in God. Have a confidence in God. And to move a man in places that you can't do it yourself. And I knew within my own resources and my own powers, there was no way I could do it. But you know what? I've made up my mind. I'm not borrowing nobody's tractor. Hallelujah. I'm tired of borrowing somebody's tractor. Hallelujah. We'll get my own by the grace of God. And I'm planning to do my own fields and my own place. Hallelujah. You can make up what you want to. I don't care. But when Joseph left here, I made up my mind. I'm not going to borrow by the grace and the mercy of God and the goodness of God. Hallelujah. God's going to Help me and bless me if I'll just stay with it. That's a material thing. But that's the same way in living for God. Regardless of who goes or comes, how big the devil, how many, I'm staying with it. I'm not backsliding. I'm not going to allow the devil to beat me out of it. i got an inheritance laid up. And by the goodness and mercy of God, I'm going to tame it. So that's what this is talking about. So whenever you start dealing, Brother Ford had mentioned this. <laughs> Amen. Watch this. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. That's plural. He's, he's not just sitting up in the sky. He could, Bible says, sitting on the circle of the earth. But he's even higher than that. He's above all principalities and powers. The devil can't touch him. Neither can any man. They come up with all they want to. All the missiles they want to and everything else. But you can't shoot this God. You can't kill this God. And whenever he gets ready to hold us and keep us, they can't kill you either. Hello, you hear me? He told me to fear him, not he that can destroy the body, but destroy him, amen, that can destroy both the soul and the body. And so you watch this. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Why? Let them make fun of Christians. And they're doing it. They're doing their best to put down on preachers, especially godly preachers and Pentecostal preachers and those that want to preach truth and walk right. But you know what? We're just going to hang on because we've done read in the book. And I believe the book is right. I believe the book is forever settled in heaven. I 
didn't build on sinking sand. I built on the word of God. And it's by the word of God that the world's reframe. It's by the word of God we're going to be made overcomers. It's by the word of God that's going to get us out of here. It's going to be by the word of God. It's a promise. By the word of God is how you got the Holy Ghost. It's a promise by the word of God is how you got healed. It's a promise of the word of God. It's when you're financially blessed. It's a promise by the word of God. It'll see you in a day in a day out and walk with you and guide you and keep you. Oh, I know the devil of flesh will get the best of you sometimes. But I'll tell you, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Whenever you feel like he's not there, I promise you, he's right there. We're going to hold on to our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, but without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and, and find grace to help in the time of need. Finding that grace in our Lord Jesus Christ. James puts it this way. I, I'm trying to hurry. I know my time. i got about 15 minutes. James said, put it this way. If any among you afflicted, is any among us afflicted tonight? Suffering? What do you say there? How many of you really like to pray when you're afflicted? How many of you want to pray whenever somebody comes up pregnant? Yeah, I want to pray. God, help me get to my gun. <laughs> He's bigger. Anyway, I better leave that long. I tell I'm stirring ain't bad there. <laughs> I better leave that long. <laughs> James 5 and 13 says, Any among you afflicted, let him pray. You afflicted. Now I know how afflictions come in different ways, but you heard the last one that gave us the definition. That's some, that's some real affliction. And you know what? Our apostle, he endured it. Hmm. Picked them stones up. Now, I've read some commentaries, or and maybe it was in a book, or somebody, or maybe even saying, that they thought that maybe Paul was just kind of knocked unconscious. But I know this much all the brethren were standing around looking. And all of a sudden, and bronze. I don't know how beat up he was. I don't know how bloody he was. I know this much. The scripture's real plain. Whenever he was thrown into the dungeon. Because the keeper. Washed. Those stripes. And those wounds. Acts 16 chapter. So we know for sure. He suffered affliction. suffered psalmist put it this way in psalms 18 and 6 in my distress i called upon the lord and cried unto my god he heard my voice and out of his temple and my cry came before him even into his ears you got to believe you know what this god hear me he'll hear me and he'll move here he's a way maker we like the song. He's a miracle worker. 
Psalms 50 and 15 put it this way. Called upon. Now this is the Lord. Watch this. The Lord is actually the psalmist writer here is making himself. He says. Call upon me in the day of trouble. And I will deliver thee. And thou shalt glorify me. Let me ask you. Which way would you rather be delivered? By your own force and power and ability or by the hand of God? Which one's going to really glorify God? Are you with me? We don't want to act like the world's acting. You know, I've heard, heard people, there's some believe that, um, now please don't take this wrong. There's some believe that when the military comes to get them, that they're going to have enough stored up that they can overcome the military. We're kidding ourselves with that. I mean, I mean, they could if they wanted to. They got bombs in situations. They don't even have to come to your house. They just send a missile to you. So, if you're really observing and taking note of the spiritual things is what's going on. We need to back up and look at this Psalms. And say, but you know what? God, when God gets ready, he's going to snatch his church out of you. You don't worry. Church is going to be all right. Now, all them folks are going to be left here. And they're going to shoot and blow up and do whatever they want to. That's, that's going to be up to them. Okay, when God gets ready for all that with Israel, He pulls all of them together, and and if the United States is a nation, she's going, she's going against Israel. I don't want to be a part of the, I don't want to be a part of that. How about you? So anyway, now if you you watch this whole psalm, it's talking about all that. It's really bringing all that in. The end of this journey. End of it's all. I, I got to hurry up. I know. I got 10 minutes. Let, let's go to the, let's go. I, I, I'll, I'll bypass some things and let, we'll go straight to it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to the. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth. May Israel now say, many a time have they afflicted me from my youth. Yet they have not prevailed against me. The powers plowed upon my back. They made long furrow. Their furrows. Now, now that gives us a little description of how severe the afflictions could be. And I know that's likened to, and we, we bring it to the Messiah and the, the, the whipping he took. But we're not exempt. It's, it's pretty, pretty bad. That's pretty serious. But what's the next statement? The Lord is righteous. The Lord is just. Lord will take care of. That doesn't mean that he stopped him from stoning Stephen. He didn't stop him from stoning Paul. He could have raised Stephen back up, but he didn't. James didn't have to be beheaded. And Peter didn't have to be delivered. But that's how it played out. Who won? Hang on with me. Boy, I can tell I'm working with somebody. The Lord is righteous. He hath cut asunder the cords of the wicked. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. You just keep doing right and living right in the midst of the affliction. When the time comes, God's going to cut up the, into pieces the cord of the wicked. And they're going to die. And they're going to be destroyed. And they won't be anymore. 
Watch what he's saying. Let them all be confounded. That means to be caused by surprise or become confused. Blowing their mind. Hey, it happened about three years ago. Yeah. I'm hoping it's going to happen again in November. But uh, turn back. (laughs) Watch this. Let them all be confounded and turn back that hate Zion. Those that hate Zion, hate the Jews, hate Jerusalem. They, in, they headed down a dead end road, baby. You don't worry about it. God's going to take care of it. And you know what? He can raise up people to take care of it in time as it all works out. Okay? Let them be as the grass upon the housetops, which withered afar, before they ever grow up. Why? On the housetop, there's no dampness. And so the grass comes up and the sun comes out, and they wither and dry up before they ever get grown up. Boy, when I read that, stood that little bit. God, you help me right here in Bendale, Mississippi, that we'll start praying some prayers for these little babies. Hallelujah. Some old spirits that want to get a hold of them. We pray for they ever get that. God, before their spirits ever get grown up, God, take them out, destroy them. I'm more active right here tonight than what you think I am in that area. Because there's some spirits that's lingering around, and we let them linger around. And the longer we let them, the stronger they get, the more rooted they get. It's hard to get over them. If we're not careful, we excuse them. And all camps and I, it's all right. Well, it ain't all right. I really am. I tell you what, if there was somehow I could go to California and all them fires that got started, if I could have been there in about the first five seconds of them fires, I could look at all that we could have saved. That's the same way of the spiritual realm. Same way. Same way. Let them be that grass on the housetop. Wherewith the mower filleth not his hands. Nor he that bind the sheaves in his book. In other words, whenever he gets out. You know, when the enemy, whenever. Boy, I'm fixing to say. Probably everybody may not. I don't know. You might. I don't know. Anyway. Man, you know, this storm had just come through and doing all what he was doing. One day at their store. I just prayed and said, Lord, you know, we really. And, and you know, sometimes you get a little. I said, man. I don't need nothing else to do. Now, if y'all want something to do and y'all need a storm to get something to do, go to Alabama. <laughs> they got plenty right now. I don't need no more to do. I got plenty to do. And so anyway, maybe I was a little selfish. And I said, Lord, forgive me if I am. But I said, God, if it's a battle between the angels, I'm praying for our angel right now on the Gulf Coast, Mississippi. Let's push that storm away. Push it somewhere else. I'm taking the name of Jesus. You put that angel down there. You push it. Because you watch it. You tell me where most of them storms are coming from. From Africa. He's a prince of the air. I think there's more to all that what people realize if things shooting up and coming. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what the problem is. We're sitting back with our mouths shut, not calling and calling on God. We say, hell, You think what you want to think. But I'm telling you, I believe we can call on the angelical to help come fight our battles in the natural and in the spiritual. Make a difference. But you won't get it unless you ask. Got to ask. Gotta ask right motives, right heart, right intent. And I'm not, I would push on nobody else. I can't help it, your angel wasn't big enough. <laughs> That's all I'd say. That's all I'd tell them. They didn't call it pray to theirs. <laughs> ask them. I'm, 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 we may be shocked. 
may be shocked. God wrote. Show you that Old Testament. Take that piece of stick, that piece of wood, and throw it in the water. And he makes iron swim. Iron don't swim. <laughs> that one did. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Living for God. My, my, my. Hallelujah. They're going to come up empty-handed. They're not going to have enough. Amen. When they bundle it all up. Amen. Because they're not going to prosper. Understand that. Living for the world, living in carnality, living in the, it's empty, it's void, it's going to, in the end of the journey, you're not going to have anything. I think it's going to amount to anything. And I had some scriptures, I don't have time to go to it, I don't know why time's running out. I'm trying to hold to it. But that's the reason we look, I'd love to trick you to eight, Romans 8 chapter. Amen. I'd love to trick you to 2 Corinthians 4 chapter. Amen. If God's for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Perilous times and things of this nature. You, you can stand, but watch this real quickly. And I'm trying to quit. Neither do they which go by, by say. Neither do they which go by say. The blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. When's the last time you just walked by something? And you ain't got to make a scene. You ain't, I mean, you ain't got to put your hands on them. You ain't got to do all that. But you just say, you know, Lord, bless them. Pour out your blessing in the name of Jesus. Bless them, Lord. Pour it on them. Hallelujah. You know what? I don't have to know them. I don't have to know them. Just out of compassion. Just out of being connected unto the Holy Ghost and the heartbeat of God and the will of the Father. He's a Father of us all. But if we become sensitive in those areas and ways and manner, guess what? He's going to send somebody by your way. I'm going to quit quickly. What's this? I know you've heard all this a bunch of times, but what's this? We are troubled on every side, but yet not distressed. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Hallelujah. No, we're not hopeless. we got somebody that's going to give us strength. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Through Christ, I can do all things. Hallelujah. Every, every conflict, every struggle, every battle, every devil, every dilemma, every situation. Some that I may bring on myself. Watch this. Jonah brought his own afflictions. But it's by these afflictions, he called out, go back, amen, to Moses. It's when the Israelites, and because of the taskmasters and the affliction that was put upon them, they cried out. I could have took you them verses. I didn't have time. But Paul, I mean, God made it sure. They're my children. I love them. They're a bunch of stiff-necked and a bunch of rebels. But you know what? When they cried out, I couldn't help but rescue them. I couldn't help but deliver them. I couldn't help but to move on. You know what? That's the same way for you and I in the church tonight in the struggles and the battles that you're in and the things you want. If you'll cry out and believe God, you know what? He's going to deliver you. He's going to bring you out. He's going to make sure you stay on the pathway. And if you'll just stay steady and confident with God and sure with God, you know what? God's going to see you through. It's not an if and andy maybe about it. This is not a fairy tale. This is not a man-made religion. This is a God thing, a God thing, a God thing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Oh, he can knock us down, but he can't destroy us. We're going to get back up. Paul did. Jesus Christ did too. They whipped him. He hung him on the cross. They killed him. But he came up. So you and I. I don't know if it's going to be off of this earth or out of one of those, those graves. But we're coming back up. We're going to be victorious. They're looking for the time of the millennium. They're looking for the time of no affliction. I mean, love to have no afflictions, no pain, no heartaches, no trouble. Now, come on, we're all looking for that. Don't, don't kid yourself. If you're not, then I don't know what you're looking for. I'm looking for a glorified body. 
I'm looking for a city that's made by God. I'm looking for a place the devil won't never enter. I'm looking for a place that won't be no temptation, no trials, no battles, no pain, no tears. I, that's what he promised me. It's what I'm looking for. It's what I'm living for. It's not all of it, but I'm telling you, that's the main thing. Hey, I know I've heard people that it wasn't heaven, you know. Well, okay, whatever. Hallelujah. But I don't think I could fight near as good if it wasn't heaven. If it wasn't something I'm hoping for. If it's especially eternal life. Uh, it, it makes a difference. It's worth putting up the fight. Why do you think the devil's working so hard to get you on a side road? Why do you think the devil's looking at every opportunity day in and out? He doesn't slow down. He doesn't back up. He's, he's all the time arranging and moving and operating and using whatever circumstance and whatever situation and whatever individual. Amen. He can. Amen. To get you off the main road. Hey, well, let me tell you something. You'll just hang in there. Hallelujah. And stay with it. I tell you, we're going to be winners. And all the others is going down. The wicked's going to be destroyed. Their cords, those things, the cords that's holding them up and support them. God said, I'm going to cut them up in pieces. Hallelujah. My, my, my. God bless you tonight. I know my time's up, but read, read, go back, read that. Eight verse down, probably eight by 18th verse, all the way through the remainder of that chapter. Go to Romans 8, 8 and uh, 18's the beginning, but then go to 35 and 39. Go to those chapter verses. Read them sometime. They tie into what I'm talking about here. Hallelujah. God's with us. God's going to see us. In fact, amen, the more they try to afflict the church, the greater the church grew. Go back to Israel. Amen. When they begin to afflict them, amen, and begin to put persecution on them and put bondmanship upon them, working from daylight to dark, amen, or doing everything they can. You know what? They just kept multiplying. God just kept blessing them. They kept having children, and they was more healthy than they've ever been. Hallelujah. God's good. I believe God can do that for church. Spiritually speaking. I believe God can do that for church. Spiritually speaking. I believe God can give us revival. Spiritually speaking. Hallelujah. But you know what? We got to handle the afflictions. And it don't matter if they come from within or from without. Paul had to handle them with afflictions from within and from without. But you know what? He kept the right attitude, the right spirit, and let God, amen, take care of it. That's what you and I are going to do. We'll do that. You know what? We're going to be winners. Anybody want to be a winner tonight? All right. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. Let's don't forget Brother, Sister, Dylan, them, their families. Let's keep them in our prayers that God would be with them uh, this next few days. And not just the next few days, weeks, months. Some of you know that so well. So let's continue to pray for them. Lift them up. Ask God to be with them. Bless those that's going to be a part of the service. Uh, what a time that there could be such a ministering touch, a ministering power that helps so much that can carry them so far. But let's pray for them. Lift them up. Love you. Appreciate you. Any announcements? Brother Sanford's not going to make it. He won't be with us this next Sunday, supposing the next Sunday. I'm letting him call the shots. It don't matter to me. It's up to him. Hallelujah. I ain't being ugly. I'm just telling you. It's up to him. Hallelujah. So, But he felt like the storm might have been too much flood and all that. No problem. Hallelujah. So I'll be here Sunday morning. Brother Ford will be here Sunday night. If we're not here, Brother Barry will be here. If he's not here, uh, y'all better be looking around and sit the <laughs> I love you. Appreciate you just picking on you. Appreciate you. God bless you. Good to see everybody. God bless you.